There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I apologize about Friday. Jim was supposed to come in, but he had uh, something unexpected happen on Friday morning, so he couldn't make it. But we are back with you this week. And what, it, what an interesting way to start the week. You know, the news is, is piling up, obviously. We're watching things happen throughout the world. We're seeing everything we've been talking about for years begin to unfold. Some of those things are what I call, obviously, the unfolding global conspiracy, but the the firestorm event or the jackpot event, however we want to look at this. Listen to this article that just came out today. The U.S. household wealth sees the second fastest decline in U.S. history in 2022 under Joe Biden. This is only second to the 2008 U.S. housing crisis. U.S. household wealth is down 13.5 trillion, trillion with a T in 2022, the fastest decline on record. Only 2008 to 2009 financial crisis was worse than the Biden 2022 economic crisis. Economists and corporate leaders are already warning about a likely recession in 2023. Democrats are going to just continue spending money, printing money. The Treasury, Federal Reserve, they don't care. They got to they gotta continue to provide that overnight liquidity to give the illusion that we're not already in a recession, which we already are. So American households lost about $6.8 trillion in wealth over the last, over the first three quarters of 2022, as the stock market shed more than 25% of its value, the Federal Reserve reported Friday um, in the government's quarterly financial accounts, nominal net worth fell 4.6% to $143.3 trillion, as the market value of assets fell $6 trillion, and liabilities rose by about $900 billion. Now, these are government numbers, so you also have to remember that these are skewed. These are, these are made to look not so bad. Households balance sheets were propped up by 10% increase in home equity, which is the greatest source of wealth for American families. The real loss of wealth from January through, through September was about as twice as large, $13.5 trillion in current dollars after accounting for the rapid inflation experience this year. Inflation makes both debts and liabilities worth less in terms of purchasing power. The 8.6% drop in real wealth over three quarters is the second fastest decline Okay, data started being recorded in 1959. The only greater was the 2008-2009 financial crisis. Now, that financial crisis, interestingly enough, was the largest transfer of wealth in American history. Right now, this last year, we've seen the second largest transfer of wealth in U.S. history. And this is what gets me about this type of reporting. Because they come out and tell you, oh, U.S. household wealth is down $13.5 trillion. That means that that money, $13.5 trillion, went from one person 
to somebody else. The question is, is who had a $13.5 trillion payday in 2022? Well, it's the large financial institutions, it's the banking institutions, it's the investment institutions. This is who stole our money. This is the largest transfer of wealth. Why did they get the money? Because they bet against you and me. They manipulate the economy and they allow it to swing their way. Now, what can we expect to happen here in the near future? Well, here's an article from Political. The asset bubble that's quietly popping. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and other Fed policymakers meet this week to raise borrowing costs again. Uh, accordingly, it's not going to be 0.75 basis or point or 75 basis points. It's going to be about five or 50 basis points. But see, that's not their concern. We have crypto imploding, real estate imploding. We have the liquidity markets drained, absolutely no capital. The more the rates go up, the harder it is for money, capital to be lent. If it's hard to lend capital, then basically these corporations which need raw materials and various other assets for production have to go and they have to purchase them up front. They have to have them shipped to their place of business for manufacturing and processing. They can't do that if they cannot borrow cheap money. And you can't get cheap money if you have high interest rates as well as is the capital markets are basically just frozen up. What does this tell us? Well, here's a sign. UK's FTSE 100 slips on caution ahead of the rate decision. It was down 0.3%. The FTF, FTSE 250 was down 0.8%. London Stock Exchange um, tops the FTSE post Microsoft deal. They're fearing that with the, with the raising rates globally, that we're going to have a negative economic reaction. Well, well, guess what? We are. This is the plan. You know, when Klaus Schwab came out a few years ago, 2019, and announced what he considered the Great Reset, he wasn't predicting something was happening. He was telling you exactly what was going to happen. That these global markets were beginning to melt down because of things put into process, things put in the progress during COVID, the, 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 the destruction of small business, the transference of wealth away from the people, the, the reduction in the amount of jobs, the reduction in the amount of pay, the increase in inflation. Yeah, we had a V-shaped recovery under Donald Trump, but that, that only lasted until Joe Biden took over and completely ruined the entire economy in one fell swoop nonetheless. We are being led to disaster. These people are raising the cost of things, increasing inflation, How? By radicalized government spending. This is having a negative effect on the markets. The markets, therefore, are also manipulated. We have an artificial energy crisis that is hitting Europe and the northeastern United States, as well as you're about to see probably a massive energy crisis here about January timeframe, especially when the Republicans take over here in the United States, because that's just the way the Democrats play this game. The elections are over, so they no longer need the good clout, right? But on top of this, we have everything moving 
towards what the Great Reset had already predicted. Supply chain massively damaged. With just this last year alone, global production of food is down over 50%. If you take into account raw material production and all these other assets that come about, the world is on the brink of total economic disaster. Just this last week, Xi Jinping of China met with the Saudi royal family in OPEC Plus, and guess what they talked about? They talked about transacting Chinese oil with the digital Wong, dropping the dollar as the world reserve currency or the petrodollar. If the Saudis and the OPEC start transacting oil in the Chinese Wong, it's over for the dollar. The dollar will begin to decline. And that will reinforce this great reset of the westernized nations. What can you do? Well, you want to know what else China did? China has been the world's largest purchaser of gold. I'm not lying. Go look it up. China gold. You will see. They bought tons upon tons of gold this last year. All the other nations of what we call the BRICS nations. BRICS is an economic alliance. We call it BRICS Plus right now. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Um, Now we're also adding in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and quite a few others. They're buying gold. Russia has converted their currency, the ruble, as gold-backed. Why are all these nations buying gold at the same time the Western economies are on the brink of collapse? Because we're in the midst of economic warfare and gold and precious metals are that one number one hedge against a crashing economy, against hyperinflation. These nations, the BRICS nations, understand this. This is their plan. They are the ones waging the economic warfare. So therefore, what they're doing in the backdrop is they're going out there and buying the precious metals up. What's going to happen when the global economy does collapse and the westernized nations sink into a depression? Gold and silver will go through the roof. And yes, I'm definitely going to plug Kirk here. Kirk will be with us Wednesday. I just saw him this last weekend. But you need, if you got that 401k that you want to transfer over, if you got that excess cash or you want to open up an IRA or you have that IRA that's losing massive value, probably over 30% this year alone, I'm telling you, give Dr. Kirk Elliott a call. Get set up. Get that pen ready. Ready? Right now. 720-605. 3900. Give them a call. I'm telling you, they will take care of you. They will get you into gold and silver and precious metals. It is so imperative. If you don't want to go to give them a call, getgoldtoday.com. Check it out. Listen, I only work with affiliates that I know bring a benefit to you people, to myself, and I use them myself. So please. Do something to help yourself economically because the economy is not doing well right now and it's not going to do well in 2023. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this.
There was something of love that was mine. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight show. And, you know, listen. I, I sometimes joke about the accent of, of Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. If you remember uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and when they're in, I think they're in um, Berlin and they're in that one mansion house. And uh, Indy kind of hits the uh, the fireplace with his foot, and it turns around, and there's that lady, the Nazi lady, standing there, and she starts screaming. That that's what I think Klaus Schwab sounds like, like my agenda, you know, just like this very high pitched <laughs> Nazi. I don't know. I think he's a Nazi. That's just my opinion. I think there's enough evidence to support it too. But listen to this: the World Economic Forum has released the 2023 Davos Agenda. And this is outlining the Great Reset Takeover. Now, if you don't know the history of this, you, you really have to go back to like 2010, the Rockefeller Report. 2014, Klaus Schwab comes out with his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, where he outlines a lot of these cultural, social, and economic and political transitional shifts that have to, be ha- that have to happen in, orth- in order to bring about the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Over the next uh, six to seven years, 
those shifts begin to occur, but you can tell that there's a guiding hand behind them. So the World Economic Forum has listed, listed five topics that will be addressed at the Davos Summit. Included in these topics are energy, the food crisis, inflation, private sector innovation, social vulnerabilities, and geopolitical risk of a multipolar world. And the multipolar world is very interesting because it's not what you think. And Klaus Schwab has actually talked about this quite a few times. But addressing the current energy and food crises in the context of a new system for energy, climate, and nature. You know, InfoWars has said that uh, this translation is you eat bugs, you'll use less energy in the name of climate change. And they're not wrong. So addressing the current energy and food crises. The current energy crisis is non-existent. There is more than enough energy on this planet to sustain humanity utilizing fossil fuels probably for the next 1,000, 2,000 years. If, if we didn't evolve, okay? Not only that is there's massive breakthroughs within energy technology and development that are occurring all over the place. One of them is that the U.S. today is to announce a fusion energy breakthrough. The Department of Energy has planned to announce Tuesday that scientists have been able for the first time to produce fusion reaction that creates a net energy gain. Net, and net energy gain, by the way, is also known as overunity. Okay, a major milestone in the decade long multi-billion dollar quest to develop technology that provides unlimited cheap, clean power. And that's exactly what this fusion technology will do. The aim of fusion research is to replicate the nuclear reaction through which energy is created on, uh, by the sun. It's the holy grail of carbon-free power that scientists have been chasing since the 1950s. It is still at least a decade, maybe decades away from commercial use. That is incorrect. But the latest development is likely to be touted by the Biden administration's affirmation of a massive investment in government over the years. Now, they're saying that this is decades away from commercial use. This is highly inaccurate. So there is low energy nuclear reactions, Lennar, um, nuclear f cold fusion technology that is out there right now producing um, a four to five X over unity. Uh, we have all types of other types of fusion technology out there producing over unity situations. And so this is the, uh, the National Ignition fa Facility at uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratories in California. Um, if they're coming out with this now saying it's a decade out, what they're trying to tell you is they've been using it for years. <laughs> they've been using it for years and they might release it to the world if there's an energy crisis. But they don't want to do that because there's no money in free energy. Yeah, they can put a meter on your house and they can produce endless free energy, but that, uh, that's just too easy. But then they can't utilize the energy crises for political, social, and totalitarian gain, can they? So we have the World Economic Forum addressing the current energy and food crisis. The energy crisis was created primarily by um, manipulated global events. We have Joe Biden, obviously 17 executive orders, the majority of them basically removing the drilling here from the United States of America, getting rid of the energy independence that the United States had at the end of the Trump era. We have the Ukraine-Russia conflict, which has brought about a uh, massive decline in energy independence within Europe because there's a, a certain dependency from European nations upon um, Russian and Ukrainian oil. Not only that, at the same point in time, you have European Union policies 
that were perpetuated by who the, the World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum goes to financial institutions, goes to the United Nations and says, hey, we have to limit carbon dioxide. We have to limit nitrogen use. And the EU actually went out there and, and created these policies. And so what this has done has caused the EU to go about and start shutting down massive nuclear power plants, coal burning plants all throughout the European Union. At the same time, the farmers are being shut down because their nitrogen utilization is over the EU limits. And just like in the Netherlands, the government is going in and basically through eminent domain taking back these farms. So there's not a food and energy crisis in Europe. There is a government crisis in Europe. There is a government problem in Europe. If the government never intervened, if they never shut down those energy production facilities, if they never limited the amount of nitrogen utilized on their crops, there would not be an energy crisis or a food crisis. The same goes here for the United States of America. That we have these crises that are occurring because of policy, because of legislation, because of administrative policy. Not because there's a lack, not because there's problems with the planet or humanity, but because there's evil, corrupt politicians that go out there and make decisions based upon an agenda that is globally, that is globally reached, that is bringing the world to, to its knees. Because what they want is they want to show capitalism fail. They want to show democracy Fail. And when they show capitalism and democracy fail, they can usher in their Marxist ideology and seize the world. Klaus Schwab talks about this in stakeholder, um, stakeholder policies. He talks about this in public-private partnerships. This is the Great Reset, the Green New Deal, however you want to look at it. And this is exactly what they're talking about in 2023 when they go out there at their Davos meeting and they set the world up for failure. So we talked about energy crisis and the food crisis. What else do they have? They have current high inflation, low growth, high debt economy in the context of a new system for investment trade and infrastructure. What's this new system that the Davos bros, these billionaires, these elitists want to implement to, to curve the current high inflation, low growth, high debt economy. Firstly, why do we have high inflation? Radicalized government spending and erratic printing from the Federal Reserve and central banks. Low growth. Why do we have low growth? Well, we have low growth, number one, because the cost of doing business is too high. So businesses um, don't have the oversight capital to go out there and hire more people as well as retail sales are down because people don't want to go out there and spend an arm and a leg because of the inflation for various different products. So that means that you have low growth because people aren't buying and people aren't hiring and the price of things are going up. High debt economy. High debt economy is because the same thing as the high inflation. If you have high inflation, that means you're printing more money. If you're printing more money, you're printing it on interest. You have high debt because someone's got to pay back that interest. Well, that sounds like a broken system. It is a broken system. But here in the United States of America, that's not the system the founding fathers implemented. They implemented that whole, that whole monetary aspect to Congress, that Congress has the ability to coin and print money and regulate thereof, but they never gave Congress the ability to hire a third party to do that for them. 
And that's exactly what they did in 1913 with the Federal Reserve Act, which is unconstitutional in its exact nature. And so the World Economic Forum is going to address this and, and come out with solutions. And their solutions are nothing more than Marxism. Their solutions are centralization, natural, centralization, nationalization, public-private partnerships. If you don't know what that is, it's just another word for fascism or communism. It's where government members basically collaborate directly with corporations, sit on their board of directors, have a direct interest. And they say that the people have a direct interest into the business. No, no, no. The government has a direct interest into the businesses. This is the model that's utilized currently in China. And trust me, when Jack Jack May disappears for three months and then shows up and wants to leave China for good, and then you don't hear from him for three years, you can understand what kind of system that is. The next one, addressing the current industry headwinds in the context of a new system for harnessing frontier technologies and private sector in innovation and resilience. This is all about funding their own corporations, organizations, technologies, AI, transhumanism, and more of that's going. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight Show. And we're talking about the Davos Bros, their agenda, what they're bringing about. And we were just saying that uh, they're going to go out there and harness frontier technologies for the private sector. Now, th- this comes in the midst of massive economic decline. So what does this mean? That means that the money that is hoarded right now by these elitists, by these corporations is going to be utilized basically tongue in cheek to be sent towards only the things that they want to finance and everybody else is going to be left to the slaughter. And what type of technologies are those? Well, we know what type of te- those are artificial intelligence. That's computer learning. That's basically automation of our whole workforce. See, the point of this, and if you've read the fourth industrial revolution, is to remove humanity from the workforce and replace it with automation, to get artificial intelligence, automation, into the production lines, into the manufacturing lines, to get people out of their vehicles, to get people out of their homes, to get people into a prison that is controlled, surveilled, and under the influence of their power. And how do you do that? Well, you have to automate everything. You have to make it so human beings no longer have jobs, that there's not jobs available because corporations choose to use automation. Robots, yes, robots over human labor. And that means that people have to go get re-educated or re-skilled, and we know how that's going to work. And then that means that they're also going to have to have GBI, global basic income. Well, we know how that works. These are nothing but communist terms. Now, what else do they want? Well, Klaus Schwab this last weekend just called for the end of private vehicle ownership. That's right. He, He doesn't think that you should be able to own a vehicle, a car let alone two of them, or three, or four. That we should uh, 
you know, harness public technology and various other technologies that are being developed and implemented within the societal infrastructure. And so what other technologies are they going to put out there? Exactly this. New transportation systems. You know, the, the city that's being built in UAE, uh, United Arab Emirates, the multi-mile long city in the middle of the desert. This is what the future is going to look like if these people get their way, is that throughout the world, you're going to have massive super cities that are going to be closed off to the rest of the world. Nature is going to be outlawed. Nature will be revered. It will become the new god. You will not be able to go out in nature or visit nature. You'll have to stay secluded and locked within your smart city. Everything in that smart city will be provided for you. Your home, your transportation ticket, a certain amount of of global basic income. And you'll be free reign to do whatever you want. And you'll be infertile. You won't be able to reproduce Everything will be controlled. Everything will be monitored. It would be a dystopian 1984 George Orwell wet dream. This is what they want, and this is what we're headed towards. But what else do they have here? Well, addressing current social vulnerabilities. Hmm. And they, they call this in, in the sense of the new system for work, skills, and care, and that's exactly what we're talking about, is... Social vulnerabilities come about in many different ways is number one, what people think and do and how they influence others. But number two is what about work skills and how are we going to care for people? Okay. Where are people going to work if there is no jobs and they're all lost to automation? How do we reskill people to various types of new industries that are popping up like cryptocurrency, blockchain, um, programming, development, these types of things. Most people won't be able to accept that new program. And then care. Well, they go hand in hand because the word care actually is uh, a misnomer. What they really mean is euthanasia, very similar to what's happening in Canada right now. If you don't know in Canada, they have basically brought back euthanasia where people can medically kill themselves um, if they are terminal, but they're expanding that program. They're going to expand that program to basically make it to, hey, if you just don't want to live anymore and you want to do the world a favor, you can go ahead and kill yourself and you can do that legally through the Canadian government. That's basically what they're bringing about right now. And so addressing the current social vulnerabilities for the Davos bros is this is what they are talking about. They're talking about is the world has too many people. There's not enough work. We don't have enough time to reskill them. And even if we did, there'd be too many people working those singular jobs. So why don't we just turn to the care? Because there's probably going to be some major health problems. And we're actually seeing evidence of this today. What are these major health problems that are going to come about? Well, let's look at this right here. If you remember the World Economic Forum, as well as Bill Gates and John Hopkins University in October of 2019 performed a global exercise on a novel coronavirus basically spreading across the globe and the government's reaction to get an mRNA type of vaccine out into the arms of the people. Yes, this was a month before coronavirus actually happened and they had the exact scenario called the Event 201 in a global exercise. Well, guess what? 
The World Health Organization, John Hopkins University, and Bill Gates just conducted another pandemic simulation. This time, the virus is deadlier and targets children. You know, not like it's ever going to come true, right? John Hopkins University Center for Health Security partnered with the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to conduct catastrophic contagion, an exercise to simulate a global pandemic that is deadlier than coronavirus and especially dangerous for children. Because you know what? The the last one, the coronavirus that came out, it didn't target children. It wasn't even wasn't even really susceptible to children. But this one, oh, this one's going to be. This one's going to be a doozer. The, the group conducted catastrophic contagion in Brussels, Belgium on October 23rd, 2022. During the simulation, the World Health Organization's Health Advisory Board addressed a fictional severe epidemic enterovirus respiratory syndrome pandemic that originates in Brazil and disseminates across the globe. The exercise simulated a series of WHO emergency health advisory board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic set in the near future the severe epidemic enterovirus respiratory syndrome 2025 uh, according to the xr list enterovirus including hepatitis a and polio are com- comprised of rna enter the body through gastrointestinal tract and attack the nervous system the pandemic situ- simulation also included pre-recorded news broadcasts and live briefings from the health officials this is similar to early simulations um Jean Messerve of GNN, a fictional news outlet, is seen in the footage during the pandemic simulation announcing the high death toll, particularly among children from the pandemic who had been prevented if countries adopted pandemic operational drills and adhered to the WHO's pandemic guidelines. You know, this also comes at the the tip where the WHO is trying to take over all health rights globally in the advent of a pandemic and Joe Biden actually has a treaty on his desk which would negotiate this and bring the United States under the authority of the World Health Organization during a pandemic declaration. As of today, and this is uh, according to uh, the the Fox uh, scenario we're talking about here, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children, countless millions alive, uh, alive but left with paralysis and or brain damage. The most successful countries are those which invested in preparedness and trained for this moment years in advance. This includes having full-time pandemic preparedness and response teams which conducted detailed operational planning and routinely tested those plans through exercises and drills. Uh, Bill Gates was uh, the senior public health officials from Angola, Germany, India, Liberia, Nigeria, Rwanda, moderated uh, moderated discussions during the simulation just months before the COVID-19 outbreak, if you don't remember. The same world elites conducted the severe epidemic enterovirus respiratory syndrome in 2025, held a similar exercise October 18th, 2019, dubbed Event 201. During the high-level pandemic exercise at John Hopkins University, for Security Health, the Bloomberg School of Public Health, the World Economic Forum, and Bill Melinda Gates Foundation simulated a global coronavirus pandemic that transmitted from bats to pigs to humans. The blueprint for subsequently transpired the coronavirus outbreak. According to the John Hopkins University and Health and Security website, Event 201 was a three-and-a-half-hour pandemic tabletop exercise that simulated the series of dramatic scenario-based facility discussions confronting difficult true-to-life dilemmas associated with response to hypocritical but scientifically plausible pandemic 15 global business, government, and health leaders. Anyways, what we see here is that every time these people come out and they do one of these global exercises – 
they eventually come true. And now they're doing it again. And this just so happens to be kind of like October time frame. The last time I did it in October time frame, just a month later it happened. So I, I'm not nervous that this is going to break out throughout the world, but it's a potential that it obviously could. And so I, I hope not. I, I really do hope not because it's just going to be good time to take my children, my wife, myself, and go off grid for about a year or two until all this stuff ties down. Oh, my goodness. All right. Going back to the Davos agenda. We're going to talk about this when we get back, finish it up in the last segment, and get into the rest of the news. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. What doesn't kill you makes you All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. And we were talking about the Davos agenda. And we're going to talk about the last part, addressing the current geopolitical risk in the current context of the new system. And this is cooperation in a multipolar world. Now, Klaus Schwab has actually spoken on this multiple times in the sense of what he means by the multipolar world. 
And what he means is that those people who do not want global tyranny, who stand up, who rise up, people like you and me who are listening to this show right now, who sit there and talk about what they're actually doing with ESG, DEI, with public-private partnerships, with the Great Reset agenda that is being implemented. He's talking about the people that are rising up against their governments, the people that are rising up against globalism. This is what makes the world multipolar. There is the people that want what they're talking about, very few, and there's people who don't want what they're talking about. And the people who don't want what they talk about, I got a, I got a newsflash for those on the left who think that, uh, that Klaus Schwab is going to usher in the world of, of, that they want. It's going to be nothing like the world that you want. It's not going to be a Marxist socialist utopia. It's not going to be the workforce put back in the hands of the people, the centralization of the, the power around the people. It's the centralization of the power around the elites, around the globalists. It's the workforce completely annihilated and put into the hands of automation. And so the multipolar aspect comes about from all the dissenters, all the people rising up and saying no. And how does this work? Well, see, it starts with information because that is the largest domain that we have right now. And information warfare is the biggest war going on in this world right now. Now, anybody who speaks out against the globalists, against the elitists, against the governments, well, you're labeled a disinformation artist, propagandist, a Russian, or whatever it might be. See, they don't want you speaking the truth. The truth is a revolutionary act. Hmm, interesting. And so what they do is since they control the media conglomerates, since they control the government and policy, is anything that you say is labeled as disinformation, propaganda. This is the government directive. Whenever the government starts coming out there and claiming ownership on truth, you got to ask yourself, there must be something really, really wrong with the world because the government was never meant to be the facilitator of truth, the originator of truth, or the, the police over truth. Because truth lies within information. Information lies within the First Amendment, with the freedom of press, with the freedom of the people to speak freely upon their ideas, redress of grievances from their government. But to go out there is that information was always meant in this constitutional republic to be in the hands of the people, to where that information flows through the government, and the government learns, adapts, reorganizes. But that's not how it is right now. It's definitely not how it's going right now. And all you have to do is look at everything that's happening in the economy, with the vaccine, within politics and voter fraud. I mean, think about that. Janet Yellen, the, the Secretary of Treasury. Remember two years ago, she was saying, oh, you know, inflation's transitory. Oh, it's just transitory. It's transitory. Now she's claiming that it'll subside by the end of the next year. So first she said it was transitory. Now it's here. Now she's saying it's going to subside by the end of next year. What do you think it's going to do? It's going to go bananas. Exactly. How about this? 
We were told, people were told by their governments, by health officials, by these experts, quote unquote, that the vaccine protects you, that it is the number one defense against the virus, that it's going to give you immunity against the virus. Listen to this. Hospitals in the U.S. are at the fullest they've been throughout the pandemic. But it's not just COVID. It's, it's RSV. It's all types of stuff. Why? Because Gerd Vandenbosch talked about this two years ago. It's called antibody-dependent enhancements. It's where viruses mutate because of compromised or weakened immune system due to the leaky vaccine that they were injected into. And this causes an exasperation of other illnesses. It's exactly what we're seeing right now. This guy was spot on correct, but he's still still being demonized by the mainstream media. 25-year-old former football player Jack Hescock died suddenly of cardiac arrest while jogging. This is former University of Central Florida football star. Died in Massachusetts. 25 years old. Hmm. How about this? Prominent American sports journalist Grant Wall collapsed and died while covering the Argentina versus Netherlands match at the Soccer World Cup. Did you know last week Senator Ron Johnson? He had a conference pertaining to COVID vaccines. If you haven't listened to this, it's worth your time. To go and listen to what people were saying at this, experts. We're talking about pediatric cardiologists. We're talking about subject matter experts, cardiologists who deal with myocarditis, toxicology experts. Toxicology expert Dr. Jancy Lindsay warned that COVID-19 jabs could potentially sterilize the entire generation or else be passed on to the next generation is inadvertent gene transfer. She argued that it is absolutely irresponsible to continue any of these shots for children and people of childbearing age without investigating this. Pediatric cardiologist Dr. Kirk Millahoyne warned that the COVID shots are linked to myocarditis in boys, and she proclaimed, we should not mandate harm. Even Elon Musk is coming out and saying, prosecute Fauci. Why? Because of exactly this. People, we have a problem on our hands. And the problem is a tyrannical and corrupt government, which is seeking to undermine your authority to reduce the population on this planet and implement a world government. That's where we're at today. That is the battle that we have ahead of us. It is an uphill battle because they own everything. They control everything. But just as fast as they took control, we can take it back because you know what? We were made for this. We were born for this. This is this is where humanity rises up and shines and we enter a golden age after this because we rose up and defeated evil. I'm looking forward to this battle. I'm looking forward to what happens next. I'm not afraid to face evil on the battlefield and look it in the eyes and watch it as it's been defeated. I'm not afraid to stand up for my convictions, for what I believe in, for what I stand for. I'm not afraid to defend the future of my children, my grandchildren in humanity. 
And that's where we're at now. We are at that point, that cusp, that precipice. We are at that moment in history where good men and women stand up and they rise up against this radicalization, this tyranny. And we say no more. And all we have to do is stop supporting the system. That's it. All we have to do is stop supporting the system. I wish it was that easy. And I know you wish it was that easy as well. But we got a long fight ahead of us. And that's why we're here at the Dark Delight Show. That's why we do what we do. Don't forget to visit us at redpills.tv. That's where we got some great podcasts bringing you more of this information. Much love, respect, God bless. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care.